0: When I was in the uh, age frame of about 11 years old to 16 years old, it's an area of my life I call uh, like the dark era, the dark time of my life, because I definitely went down a really bad rabbit hole. So the first 11 years of life, you know, I was uh, pretty innocent. I did um, like in third grade, I think before, before before turning 11 and going into middle school, In third grade, I do remember cussing a little bit and trying to be a bit of a bad boy, but it was because of sheer influence. I allowed uh, some of the bad kids to influence me, and that was actually because... I was I think I even said it in another episode or something about one of my friends that like chose another guy to hang out with over me and I was like well fine I'm gonna choose these guys and the guys I chose with were like bad kids and they cussed a lot and I was trying to be cool and hip and wanted to be part of the group so there I was cussing and getting in trouble for at recess and being told I can't go to recess for a little bit and blah 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 so after that changed um I you know I got in a little scuffle with one one kid and and we ended up becoming friends after that because his his mom was a superhero and she brought us close together fourth and fifth grade i I threw the cussing out the window i stopped doing that and i started to be back to my innocent good good boy self you know and uh, i was pretty cordial i was polite i had manners um but you know i was only really bratty like with my parents where i was real spoiled and stubborn and bratty and through fits and whatnot so when when i was 11 that's when my parents had split up and um you know again i was confused didn't know what was going on or anything i didn't really pay attention to it like because i couldn't like i didn't know the details it was something that i it was, i don't know it was weird i don't know how to explain it like it was something that was obviously taking place right in front of me but it was something i could do nothing about and i knew nothing about it was just happening i was just along for the ride i guess it's like being in the back seat and I can't jump out of the car. There's nothing I can do, man. I'm just sitting there watching this all happen. So um, when I turned 11 and went into middle school, you know, when I was in fifth grade right before that, I remember the, the most innocent. Like to, to express my innocence, one of the things I did is I used to draw calligraphy. Like old English letters, and I did my name tag on my desk. When all old English, one of my kids was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" And my entrepreneur side kicked in right away. I was like, "Hey, man, for like a stick of gum, you know, I can could, I could do your name tag too." He's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And next like you know, I was I was selling name tags for candy and maybe even some chump change um, because kids wanted it. I mean, I was like stressing myself out about it, doing it. And so um, during that period, we were transferring over from my house getting kicked out from our house and then moving over to uh, my aunt's house at the time or my grandparents. It's real hazy for me, man. It's hard to remember because everything just kind of happened all at once. Um, I got introduced to marijuana, and it was actually from my sister. She was with her friends, and they were smoking, and I was just doing some work in in the the kitchen there at my aunt's house, and she showed up and take a swig of this. It was (laughs) take a swig, take a smoke, whatever, a puff, whatever you want to call it. So I did a little inhale and coughed it all out. and was like, that was outrageous. You know, it was ridiculous. Why would you do that to me? But the curiosity struck to see this planet. And I knew exactly who to go to in middle school. So I went from like, you know, drawing silly old English name tags for my friends to talking to somebody like, hey, do you smoke pot? I want to smoke with you. Uh, this was a really drastic change. So this was in sixth grade. You know, this I'm really young. And I reached out to the guy and, you know, he... He, uh, we smoked a couple times together. I remember wanting to, somewhere along the line, wanting to join sports, and when we got into football, that guy also joined football, the one I was smoking with. And so that was it, man. We were, we became pothead buddies. We were smoking marijuana, and, and then selling got involved because the guy that he would get the weed from lived down the street from him. And that guy uh, was actually a complete loser. But in my mind at the time, I thought, this guy is a genius. Like, he was living off the street, he didn't have a job, he would steal stuff from cars and sell them or pawn them. Um, he would use that money to buy weed and then sell weed, and that's where we, our interest kicked in. Like, how do you buy and sell? We want to get in on this. And, uh, you know, we started to try to get in on that on the street, which is really, really just so wild to think that I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old doing this nonsense. And um, it just, you know, continued to spiral down. My life after that, I stopped caring about work. There was a side of me that wanted to do good in my schoolwork. And I was naturally pretty smart where I didn't have to study as much and I can just like jump in and, and, you know, like a jump rope, just jump in and start hitting it and doing good with work if I wanted. But then there's other times where I just didn't care because I didn't care. You know, life was a mess, man. Things were falling apart. So some things I didn't care about. I remember jumping into pre-cal math like in seventh grade and doing that. I was also part of the chess club. Um, I joined tennis. (laughs) Like I was involved in so many different things. All just to keep me away from the streets. But at the same time, I genuinely wanted to be on the street. It was a weird, weird time, man. Like, I wanted to be a good kid. But a part of me was like, forget it. I don't care about anybody. I'm just going to be a bad kid. And it was just back and forth. This inner battle of my conscience, I guess. You know, just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, it was rough. It was, man. I had a hard time, you know. And by the time I was 15... I was a sophomore and a uh, sophomore in high school. I was guaranteed, allegedly, a spot in varsity football for. Um, oh, snap. Was I a freshman going? That's right. So I was, I was a sophomore, but it I was like very early on, just before um, practices for football and everything. And now I'm starting to remember everything. But anyway, uh, yeah, so football was going good. I had the girl. I had a lot of friends, and we're making money, selling weed, and we're just being, you know, Wild West hooligans, and um, I was at a party, and I started drinking, and it's crazy that I used to strategize my drinking time, like, at 15 years old, it's just sad, it's very tragic, but I, I, yeah, I used to know, like, you know, whether or not to have an empty stomach, what I was gonna be hitting, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like beer, you know, I preferred liquor, and like, talk to the right people and so we're at this party and um while we're there it's underage drinking I don't think anybody was of age there maybe just the mom of the the girl who was throwing the party and um we we were totally unsupervised so there I was just drinking which was not uncommon this is not my first house party I've been doing this for a few years by this point and I'm drinking, and then I black out. Again, not really the first time it's happened, but this one was different because I woke up in the hospital. And so my dad was there crying, and he's looking at me and, and you know thought I was going to die because that's what the doctor said. And he's in the medical field. He's an anesthesia tech. So he understood the lingo, and uh, it was either that I wouldn't wake up, I could end up in a coma, or I could die because I was very tiny. So my body took a lot. I really beat myself up with uh with the drinking and um it was bad it was not not looking good but I got up I woke up and went home that night you know or early in the morning whatever I guess went to school people thought I was dead you know people thought like well, you know some people laughed it off like dude you're crazy other guys are like are you okay man like it was bad man we, we literally dragged you outside you know like a wet noodle in your boxers And your dad had to take you to the hospital Like that's whoa You know and um, it was a scary event So I like to say That you know I matured up right away And knew okay this is the end Of the bad days it, but it wasn't You know I, I acted like I knew exactly what I was doing And I, I fell into that mess Because you know I was just yeah. It was all part of my by, by design You know I'm just crazy like that But no I was scared for my life man I was scared for my life. I had a hangover from hell that lasted for like a week. And I couldn't go up the stairs right. I would go in and out sometimes. I my, I couldn't pay attention. For a whole week, man, my brain was jacked up. And I was having a really hard time just focusing. And uh, I knew I needed a change. But there was something in me that just said, I don't care anymore. I don't care. This is my life. This is who I am. I'm just the crazy Risk-taking, uncaring—you know, just a a walking time bomb. You know, who knows when everything's gonna end? I just didn't care. So, 15 years old, man—I hadn't even lived a full life. You know, I'm just this young kid going through all this mess, and my innocence was gone. That's really what happened between 11 to 16. I, I just completely shattered any innocence I had, and I felt like I was a young man, like. I looked at grown men and thought like I'm on the same level with these guys because of all the craziness I had went through and trying to live on the street and sell drugs and then make money and taking girls out and going to the movies and just doing horrible things and going to house parties and and just being a a crazy like like almost like a Rolling Stone type of mentality. But I was a kid. I was a kid, man, I couldn't even uh, drive yet. Well, I was—I guess I could drive, but legally, you know, like I—I—I I, just—I was a kid, and um, yeah, it was horrible. It was a horrible time. I, you know, I was—I was really, really bad. And then um, at 16, when I got witness to talk to—I've said it many times—that's the age that I got saved. I gave my life to Jesus, and things changed for the better right away like i went cold turkey man i stopped smoking i stopped cussing um i didn't break up with my girlfriend right away that took like a couple months but we ended up breaking up and like i i had this new path in front of me that's like i need to live for god i don't know why i can't give you all the answers but i know something inside of me is saying i need to do this and i can't i can't allow myself To uh, Fall back into that dark time anymore like that needs to stay behind me. I can't Go back to that because it was horrible And you know, I've told this story many times. It's my testimony and when people hear it They'll say like yeah, you need a change But something I learned as I started to read the Bible was like actually this change is meant for everybody Including those that don't have this crazy life like me like the ones that actually did you know, we're good kids, like all the way, good people, like never drank, never, never did drugs. They even didn't, never cussed or even, and like just really naturally goody two shoes style. Like, it's the issue of the heart because the heart is different. We can be good on the outside and still malicious in the inside. No matter how good we portray ourselves, and that's what sin is. And it's it's something that not everybody can understand right away. I sure didn't. But I did know that when it was presented to me, I was like, man, I I can't keep living like this, man. I need to do something. So I changed. I changed. I completely – I said a prayer of repentance that I never knew of before even though I was like religious when I was young and went to a Catholic school, like CCD, catechism. And I you know, I, I, I guess I would studied the Bible but didn't even know I studied the Bible. Like I, I, I did try as a kid to be a good kid but I still – was a mess, you know. So um, when I got saved and started reading the Bible more, one of the first books I read, I read Daniel, uh, the book of Daniel, which is a very good read for for young kids, like teenage boys especially. Um, reading about Daniel and the craziness he went through, and then on top of that, uh, after Daniel, I read well the beginning of the Bible: Genesis, Exodus, Numbers. You know, I, I read those three books and. Someone really stood out to me. And I know this sounds like I was going to talk about my whole testimony in this episode. But one of the things that I really wanted that was inspiring me this morning was Joshua. And Joshua in the Bible, man, that that he I say Bible character, but it's more than it's not a fictional book. You know, it's a real life situation. Like this guy was alive and he lived under Moses. And so when you read from Genesis to Exodus and everything from what the Israelites went through at the end of the book and how Moses had to come and try to liberate everybody through Exodus and, and like get going through the 40 years of out into the wilderness in that 40 year period there is tabernacle built and there's a prayer that was taking place and there is a kid that followed Moses and uh, his name was Joshua and it really stood out to me because Joshua didn't have anything special about him other than he paid attention to Moses like he followed him so when Moses went to prayer Joshua went to prayer but he understood that he wasn't allowed in where Moses was going to go pray so what did he do he sat outside this would be like me going with my pastor to the prayer at the church and he would go inside to pray and I'll just hang out outside and wait for him like I saw that in myself when I was A young kid reading about joshua i loved reading about him because i thought man this is it's kind of like who i am i'm just some punk kid joshua is just some kid man and he might in the bible he may have been like in his 20s or 30s or something but but in my mind he was just some punk kid he was just some some kid that was you know born into this world and events happened that that are out of his control you know from living under pharaoh to being liberated with Moses and crossing the Red Sea and then being out in the wilderness he had no control of that and he has a decision if he's he's gonna be bickering like the rest of the world complaining about being out in the wilderness and this so-and-so man of God Moses supposed to help them he can he can follow that or he can choose to follow the man of God and be like well I mean this guy seems to have something going on for him I don't know all the answers but I think I'm gonna follow this guy and that's me man like that was my life i felt like i had this option i could do this or i could do that and i think i'm gonna choose to follow god i'm gonna follow these people i'm gonna follow the church i don't have all the answers i have no clue if this is gonna work out in fact this could be all nonsense like that's what i thought when i got saved like this could all be a hoax who knows but i do know this i feel a lot better following these people and church people and following god than i did when i was out running the streets trying to live for myself and uh i saw myself in joshua here's the great thing is it didn't end there i got to read more about him in the book of numbers and like the things that he when joshua eventually got in charge no i'm not trying to be like i'm gonna be in charge someday no that's not where this is coming from what what really stood out to me was joshua was so victorious oh man that read that that like pulled at my heart when when Moses passed away and everybody knew Joshua was going to be in charge. Why? Because he was there. He stood. He he was faithful. He stood around when Moses had sent people to go spy on the land. And can we take this over? Joshua was one of the two guys that came back with a good report that said, yeah, we can do this. And there's something about that that just grabs a hold of me like, man. I want to be that guy, man. I want to be the guy that's like optimistic and like, like, yeah, we can do this because we have faith and we got men, we got people like we can take this man. Like we can, we can do anything. And I felt that when I read about him and then when, uh, when he eventually started to take over and had to take out all the bad Kings because there was some wicked, wicked Kings of that time. And, and there was only one way to take them out to fight he had to get in and fight and win over the land and people don't like to read about oh why do we have to have war because the wicked will take you out that's why you have to have war and joshua was one of those people that said we're going to stand up to this we're going to fight them off when moses was still alive and the Amalekites showed up they're another tribe that was like hating on israel they showed up to to beat him up and joshua was the one that was sent as a commander like yeah go take the people and fight and Moses was on the hill and Aaron his brother Aaron and then her on the side and they held his hands up Joshua's winning as the man of God's hands were up like man the the imagery man of Joshua's life it just I love it so much I just grasped onto this guy like man I want to be like this guy I want to be victorious and the faith wasn't in himself man he like had so much faith in the people of God around him and then of God in general and when we do like Bible conferences or outreaches you know even though I've been through a lot of it I, I know I'm not doing anything by myself like the faith is is in the people around me and everything that's going on and we're like a big locomotive like we're taking things on and this is so opposite of that little boy when I was growing up you know of who I was that innocent little boy that threw his innocence away in that 5-year dark period and then like completely said I'm I'm not going to be like this anymore and I was just some punk kid coming into the church and when now I say my pastor but at the time when the pastor of the church who I had no relationship with started to take interest in me and talk to me I had no clue that how special that was you know I just thought he was just doing his job to be honest and uh when he started to give me some advice and I would take it on And I saw how it played out in my life Like, man, this is this is some good advice You know, this is some real life-changing uh, stuff that's going on here I latched on to that Like, I need to follow this I need to follow this guy I need to follow this couple I need to follow this church I need to follow these people I met so many people in the church that I know as my church family And this is the kind of stuff that some people just don't want to hear they don't want to hear this stuff. They're just like, ah, you know, the church, hypocrites and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I got a, I got a truth for you. You're right. The church is full of hypocrites. It's, You know why? Because it's full of people. And people are people. And I love those people. people. Those people in the church are my family. And to assume that we're all just perfect beings is ridiculous because we're people. Yeah, of course the Bible says to... To try to better ourselves and we're the light of the world you know and we have a responsibility to shine the light but at the same time you, you know we're not just gonna like act like we don't make mistakes I think I just got done talking about that in another episode but you know we we are people yeah we mess up Joshua wasn't perfect Joshua made mistakes too even though I I held him up so high he there's a, a moment and later on where he uh, took on uh, helping out these would look like vagabonds like these people that just showed up and they're all raggedy and like they have you know they they said they needed help and blah 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 but they were playing a game they were just being salesmen joshua was supposed to pray and find the answer on how he should help these guys out but instead he gave into the look of like how weak they look and oh we need to help them out sounds like a good guy right he's just being good-hearted well he was played you know and that's what happens with the wicked man that's why there is conflict and confrontation all these people that say like oh no you know we'll just pray it through and like you know no conflict no car no sometimes you gotta get in there sometimes you gotta say things that people aren't gonna like sometimes you have to confront and you have to say no and we don't like that but that's the reality and that's something i learned when i was reading the bible and joshua was one of those guys that stood out to me and so the whole inspiration was thinking like man i may not be just like joshua but that spirit god give me that give me that give me that victorious constant when i take on a battle i'm gonna win and i I need that oh there's times in life where i need that more than ever and I, i love it i love it like i get so passionate when i think about joshua because i genuinely did see myself like that when i was a kid like man Maybe that's who I am. Maybe I'm like this guy. And and if I'm not, just let me have it, guys. You know, just let me just let me feel good about myself and then assume that like I can latch on to the spirit because it does something in me. You know, I said goodbye to my innocence during that dark time of my life and I I really ruined things for myself, you know, but God gave it all back to me when i got saved like it took years i'm not gonna say it was overnight like yeah the cold turkey stop smoking stuff. yeah that was overnight but the mentalities man and and trusting people and learning to love people and work with people and 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 you know beginning to have faith all of that took time it took years and now you know, it's only been for me at this moment a little over 16 years, 16 and a half years. So it's this is a powerful year for me because I was 16 when I got saved and now it's been 16 plus years since I've been saved. So it's like I'm now surpassing the amount of time I live the earth without God with God at this moment. Like I'm 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 transcending into a new level of like this is all new ground it's almost like if i if i received a fresh start i have just now started to pass how old my last start was and it's a big deal you know it's some for me anyway you know maybe for you it doesn't make any sense but for me it's like this is everything this is i need to i need to be more vigilant than i've ever been and i need to i need to strive for that spirit of joshua you know i love reading about and he's he's one of many you know i talked about daniel And then there's Joseph and there's all these these guys that I stand out to. But now that I have little girls, I don't have sons. I have little girls, you know, teaching them about Joshua may not be as exciting for them. They may be like, Dad, that's cool, I guess. But, you know, but I I admire women like Esther and Ruth and and Naomi even, you know, like in, in the Bible. Like there's parts that you read of these women that did amazing things like Joshua did, even greater And I look at my young girls like, man, I don't ever want them to live that horrible life I lived. And I hope that the way Joshua leapt out at me when I read the Bible, that there's going to be some woman in the Bible that stands out to them like, I need to be like this. I need to be like this. I need to strive for this. And I don't know what it has for them because I wasn't their age and in church and being told about God and, and Good and evil and all that stuff. You know, my good and evil when I was their age was the Power Rangers. You know, and and even though I went to CCD and catechism and Catholic school, that's all religion and organized religion. And I don't. I got time to go into it. It's not the same. Religion is not relationship. Relationship with Jesus is everything. And that relationship that Joshua had with the people of God was not religion. It was not him just being religious It was him saying I'm making a conscious decision to do right Because of my love for the people of God Like that's so much deeper Than I'm gonna do this traditional Oshkosh Pagosh thing Because religion taught me to do it That's not the same thing It's not the same thing Anyway I'm going on a tangent I'm getting very passionate about this whole thing (sighs) I'm so grateful God took me away from all that nonsense You know and i look at people in the bible and and i want that stuff to leap out at me and just grab a hold of me and tug at my heart it's one of my sincere personal prayers is god if i forget the word of god if i'm forgetting things in the bible allow it to stay in my heart so that when i'm paraphrasing or i'm speaking from 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 the heart you know like uh let me remember those things maybe i won't be as knowledgeable as these bible scholars study folks but i can be i can have the wisdom that is inside of that scripture like ingrained in my heart and in my brain so that i can know to make the right decisions instead of foolishly falling into every other you know nonsense and then speaking with knowledge bible knowledge bible knowledge will not get me through i need the wisdom of the word of god and i want that to like be completely engraved into my heart and into my mind and my soul like I want that more than anything it's that's what relationship is it's not this religious nonsense this jargon of studying the bible and saying you you know all the books so what man I know plenty of homeless people and people in prison that know the bible better than anybody but there's no wisdom huh, okay okay I have already said I was gonna stop so I'm gonna stop for real this time Spirit of Joshua, man. I want that victory. I want that for the rest of my life. And I pray that for all of you, anybody who ever listens, man, give your life to God and get some victory. You know, don't lose anymore. Don't be like that anymore. You don't have to give in to the the world and all the nonsense, man. You can win.